Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cracking Fitness. Super excited to be with you guys and kick off this mentality series that we are beginning with Cody Anderson. The mentality series is something that I've wanted to do for a while. Just ask these high-level athletes, high performers, things that get their mind turning a little bit and lets us dig a little bit deeper into their mind. So some full disclosure here, I'm not the greatest interviewer. If, you're, if you've been listening to this, this is episode 13, so I haven't done a lot of these episodes. But I really feel like if we just listen to the way that these individuals talk, we can just learn so much from them. The things that they've achieved and the tough times that they've gone through and then overcoming the challenges in order to get where they are is just absolutely incredible. So we kicked this off with Cody Anderson, who I got to meet a couple years ago at CrossFit Regionals in Portland, and he's just a super good dude. Uh, I was there, I'm like this little fanboy over there, like, oh, Cody Anderson, and, you know, shake his hand and everything, and then he all of a sudden flips the whole thing around, and he starts thanking me for being there and judging and all the hard work that I do. I didn't feel like any of it was hard work. I'm there watching these absolutely incredible athletes, so just a, a, a dang good guy, but what I want you guys to do is really listen to what they say and how they say it. We can learn so much from them. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys have anybody that you want to hear in the future, please refer them over or DM me and I'll reach out to them. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Bringing health, wellness, and fitness ideas right to your speakers with your host, Tyler Martin, learning from experts and average Joes alike. This is the Cracking Fitness Podcast. All right, we're on. <laughs> so, Cody Anderson, I appreciate you coming on here and talking to us. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I met you a couple years ago at regionals. I was out judging, and uh, you you crushed it. It's fun to watch you compete. I appreciate it. It's fun to well, it's it's fun to do when you're. It's all fun to do. It's stressful, but it's fun. I bet it's pretty stressful. Which is this whole mentality series that we're doing, um, which you're actually the first one to kick off the mentality series. And then we're talking with Jacob Hepner a little bit later, um, Bethany Shadburn, and then have a few others that are lined up. But you're kind of kicking off this this mentality series. And um, so you're one of the you're one of the smaller guys out there as far as CrossFit goes. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that? Um, I mean, I, I tend not to think about it like that much in terms of like I think other people think of me as more of an underdog than I do uh it's just like I mean CrossFit's so broad and um just in the spectrum of stuff it tests so like I mean I guess the way I've always seen it is like if I'm you know if my size affects me in one event there's going to be another event with a bunch of gymnastics stuff or bodyweight stuff that I can do better on so I mean that's the goal of CrossFit right is to find the person who's good at everything um, so, I mean, that's just the goal. So absolutely. Yeah. Now you're you're kind of making a transition right now from CrossFit to Olympic weightlifting. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's kind of up in the air right now. Like I did, uh, I've done two weightlifting competitions. The last one <laughs> didn't go super well, but it was, it was a great learning experience. Um, so I, I honestly, with the, all the changes of the CrossFit season and, um, I opened the gym, like, was it, like eight months ago now? Uh, 
and just life. So it's kind of everything's just kind of getting figured out still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the plan right now is to keep doing both uh, and just, you know, follow whatever kind of I feel like doing. You know, it's, it's way too much work if you're not passionate about it. So for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a lot of athletes out there that are just that they're not super passionate, but they know they're good at it. So they just keep working. Um, I don't know if you could do that, honestly. Like, I mean, the CrossFit Games is cool, but I mean, you're really, if you think about it, you're working like 360 days out of the year for five days of maybe glory, like if you do well. Uh, so for me, it's just not like, you have to fall in love with the process and really enjoy what you're doing. Like, yes, it's hard and there's days where you don't feel like working out, but overall, like, you know, I've had a passion for what I'm doing and I enjoy the sport. So that's what's kept me going in this. Uh, yeah, if I think it was just like, you didn't enjoy working out and you were just good at it. I, I know I wouldn't last in that at least. Yeah. But. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so making, well, you're putting up huge numbers, uh, watching your social media. I mean, you're, you're clean and jerk and your snatch are incredible. Thank you. <laughs> uh, how much do you weigh right now? Uh, right now I weighed like 173 this morning. And so I weigh myself every morning. <laughs> Good job. What are you <coughs> and cleaning jerking? Uh, sorry, can you say that again? Uh, what are you snatching and cleaning jerking? Okay. Um, in terms of like maxes, I, I snatched 300 pounds uh, and clean jerk 365. Um, wow. So I haven't hit that in two or three months though. Weightlifting is very like ebbs and flows, like depending on the you know period of the cycle you're in. So right now we're kind of I mean, just kind of starting a new strength cycle and I've been dealing with like a shoulder, not an injury, but we are just taking some time off from going overhead. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it ebbs and flows, but those are my maxes. That's cool. That's pretty incredible. Uh, your coach is, it's Amy Everett. Everett. Yep. Yeah. And she also is a very good lifter and has a great past. Yeah, yeah, she's got, uh, I mean, pretty legitimate um, athletic career behind her. And then as a coach, she, you know, she's coached a lot of kind of top-tier U.S. athletes and her husband, Greg, same thing. So yeah. they've been a huge blessing to get to work with uh, and just get connected with. So I, I, I attribute a lot of my success, especially in the 2018 season, to getting to work with her and having that accountability as a coach and everything. That's awesome. So just so people kind of know your past, um, can you just take us through kind of childhood up until now? That way they, they kind of know you. A little, I mean, yeah, quickly. Uh, <laughs> that way they kind of know you a little bit more and then we can jump into some of these mindset questions. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I always, I always have a hard time when people ask me that question. It's <laughs> like, how much, in de you know, how much detail should I go into? But um, yeah, so I, I mean, I've, I've lived in Redmond, Oregon almost my whole life. I was born in Texas, but we moved here when I was like three. So basically my whole life has been here in Oregon. Um, in terms of athletic stuff, I did gymnastics from eight to 12. Um, didn't do anything beyond that. Uh, I, did, I did okay in gymnastics. It was a good foundation for CrossFit. But from like 12 to graduating high school, I played a lot of video games and uh, – rebelled against my parents and drank energy drinks and ate donuts and <laughs> didn't take care of my body. But, uh, 
yeah, and then what got me into CrossFit originally was I wanted to join the military. Um, and there was a CrossFit gym right next to my mom's office where she works. Um, so I thought it would be a good way to get me in shape for that. And then just priority shifted. I was coaching gymnastics at the time and just fell in love with, with CrossFit. Just made sense to my body, having a gymnastics background and got certified less than a year later, started coaching. And that was like 2011. And just, uh, yeah, I think my first competition was probably around that time. And so it was just, I didn't do super well. My first competition is just incrementally better throughout the years until I got to where I'm at today. I'm just, I think a testament to consistency in that. But Yeah. And I think that gymnastics background is huge too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Body awareness, uh, being able to, to actually handle your body under body weight load, you know, just kind of knowing that. And then and I'm not trying to bring up that you're smaller, you know, like as far as CrossFit <laughs> athletes go, but you know, that, that is a blessing because muscle ups and you know, all of that. So awesome. Um, so let's jump into some of these questions. Uh, the whole idea with this is the mindset series. So something that I've enjoyed about following you on social media is just, um, your mindset with stuff. Um, I enjoy, I guess the authenticity that you have is probably a good way to put it. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm not like emailing everybody and asking everyone to be on this mindset series. I, I really do have some certain people that I wanted to talk to. And so I appreciate you saying yes to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if, if someone just says mindset to you, uh, like what comes to mind? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just defined, um, just the mentality that you go into with. I, I would think about um, just the different mental disciplines and inner kind of self-talk that goes through your mind. Um, what else? Mindset. Um, yeah, I think I think a big one for me is just like, yeah, that this, the state of mind and like that inner dialogue or inner, I guess, dialogue. You kind of talk to yourself in your head, right? Or I do at least. Yeah, um, uh, yeah that you go through. And then just the disciplines that you have mentally dialed in day to day that are kind of foundational, I would say. So would you say that you have like a positive mindset, negative mindset? Um, I, I think honestly, naturally I, I tend to be, I, I don't know. I, I, it's uh, in some areas I can tend to be more towards the cynical side. And so it's definitely something that I had to work on. Um, I would say now I think I've kind of learned or like trained myself to have a more positive mindset, but, uh, I don't want to just, I mean, you're saying like, you know, you liked that I was authentic. So I try to be as authentic as possible with this stuff. So just just so people know, it's not like, Oh, all these athletes are like amazing. And it's just easy for them. Like, um, I think in general for people, positivity is something that you actually have to really train, you know, and rework your brain into believing and thinking that way. So, but I, I would say now, Nowadays, it's probably more my default. So something that you're working towards to be more mm-hmm. positive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I mean, you can read so many books out there and like, oh, positive mental attitude. And it really is something that you have to work towards. Yeah. And so it's, it's cool that you're aware of that and you know, you know what you're working toward. Now, taking that into Olympic lifting, as far as <clears throat> mindset, when you approach a heavy barbell, mm-hmm. tell me about that a little bit. Um, yeah, I actually made a post about this just a while back, but, um, 
Yeah, for me, stuff that works is, is, is stuff that's easy to remember. So like short, so, and it's going to depend on every person, but I mean, for me to eradicate any self-doubt, you just need to like have this kind of mantra that you're able to repeat. Like I can do this. It sounds really, uh, simple and maybe cliche or something, but, uh, I, for me, that's what works is you tell yourself that over and over and after a while you're going to believe it. Um, and so, I mean, something I tell a lot of like the athletes that I coach is the lift is made before it's, it's made or lost before you approach the bar. Right. Especially if it's like a, a, you're trying for a new max or something like you have to believe hundred percent that you're going to be able to do it or you're going to be timid during the lift and uh, it's just not going to work. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the mentality I try to go into with, with Olympic lifting. And it's just, it's so much different than CrossFit. Like there's so much more pressure. You have six attempts and that's it. Yes. So really learning to make that count. I think there's still a little bit for me to learn in that area. Um, and just kind of like I was alluding to earlier, like what works for you as an individual, like it's not going to be, you know, what works for me is what works for everybody else. Like some people like getting really fired up and slapping themselves in the face and inhaling smelling salts. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if that's what works for you, then do that. For me, I think I do better when I'm in like a place of peace and like kind of like taking some deep breaths and then, um, being able to go from there where I can think clearly. But, uh, yeah, I think we're all kind of on a journey of figuring out what that looks like for ourselves. Absolutely. I don't remember. I, I think it was Amy or maybe it was her husband or maybe it was somebody else and I'm getting this completely wrong, but I want to say they were like, you know, you walk up to the barbell and if you have any doubt, walk away and get your mind right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's always kind of stuck with me. And so I kind of every time, well, me, if it's over 80%, it feels heavy. So there's definitely days of that. Yeah. The bar and just say, you know, this is going to happen. So, and that's definitely something that has to be trained as well. So I think Mm -hmm. that's great that you're focusing on that and kind of moving in that direction as far as Olympic lifting goes, because I don't know your future plans with CrossFit, but coming mm-hmm. back to that, that's, that's probably going to be, it will be good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. Um, so back to childhood a little bit. Do you feel like you had any childhood challenges that helped you become the athlete that you are today? Um, in terms of the athlete I am, I'm not sure. I think, I think a lot of my development as an athlete has just been since I started CrossFit, uh, just trial and error, consistency learning, just how I respond in a, you know, stressful environment and, um, stuff like that and kind of learning about yourself. Um, gymnastics was a good foundation to have in terms of like being physically prepared, uh, maybe mentally too. I think that maybe gave me more of a, that's kind of where I learned to be competitive and have that drive and ambition, um, when, I mean, I guess another formative thing I can share is like when I, when I was 15, um, I went through like a depression phase and tried to commit suicide. Uh, and so that was, I mean, your hormones are all over the place and stuff. And I mean, it's a long story, so I don't, I've talked about it in other podcasts too. So, yeah. um, won't go into crazy detail, but it is basically like, um, you know, blaming a lot of other people for problems that were my own. Um, but that was a formative experience in terms of like giving me compassion for other people. 
um, and being able to understand, you know, people who struggle with, you know, whether it's depression or not believing in themselves or, you know, the many things that I felt like I had going on at the time. Um, I feel like that was really formative just for me as a person. Um, and the other thing, I guess, is just my faith. Uh, you know, I try to live completely for the glory of Jesus. And um, that's kind of the motivation behind everything for me now. Uh, I just want to do what he wants me to do. Um, and I just feel like I've been blessed and the doors that he's open. And I feel like all this CrossFit stuff, so like I can take a little bit of credit for the hard work I've put in, but, uh, it's, it's really like my mind is blown every time I think about it a little, you know, too much the journey that these last five years have been. So I would say those probably in terms of the past, those are probably the two big formative kind of periods of time. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yep. Um, so the next question may have already been answered, which was what's the biggest challenge that you've had and, and how did you overcome it? Mm -hmm. um, in terms of athleticism, uh, I would, it would probably be a little bit different. Um, I, I think probably self, uh, self doubt was a big one. Like 2014, the first year I made it to the games, I didn't think I belonged there. I thought, it, you know, I felt like it was a fluke. Cause like, I remember watching videos of the previous year's games. Like, I don't even know if I can flip that, you know, they had like a pig, it's like a tire flip kind of thing. It's like, I am going to go there and just get demolished. And so, uh, yeah, it's funny how I think a lot of people struggle with that and you put on like your game face and like nobody really knows what anybody else is thinking. But, um, I would say that really didn't get worked out in me completely until 2017 was kind of the, year breakthrough especially you know you miss the games two years in a row and you start questioning do I really have what it takes and um but yeah really just and it kind of goes back to that uh you know positive thinking like having a repeatable mantra kind of thing for me um you know I picked some stuff out of the bible or like you know just started like really believing that humility wasn't putting myself down and I could actually believe in myself and that was okay uh and so just like telling myself that like, I'm here to be a, you know, a conqueror and, um, you know, I, I can beat these people and like beginning to like look at people and see like, I mean, it kind of sounds bad, but like see people like in their weak moments and kind of feed off that. Um, I don't know. It sounds bad. It's not like the normal kind of person that I am, but um, I think in competition, it, it you know, for me at least, I, that worked. And it, I wasn't like a jerk about it or anything. But um, yeah, you just begin to, you know, because Instagram and Facebook and stuff is a highlight reel. People post what they're good at. Um, and so you really need to see like the real world and have an accurate estimation of yourself. And I think a lot of times for me, at least, an accurate estimation of myself was actually higher than I would naturally think. But yeah. Well, there seems to be a, a line, um, obviously, between confidence and, and cockiness. Yeah. And it's it's 100% okay to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as we start to look at others and go, you know, I hope they fail, then that's different. You yes. know, I want everyone to do their very best, but if mine happens to be better, then that's great. That's confidence. So, mm -hmm. dude, sure. I think it's totally fine how you approach that. Um, I like that actually. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, something that I talk about a lot on the podcast is how you do anything is how you do everything. Uh, yeah. I first heard that from a guy named T Harv Ecker at a 
millionaire mind intensive <laughs> awesome. seminar and it's always stuck with me. Um, so how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you feel like that applies in, in your life? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's true. Um, you know, because life is, is built upon the habits that you do, uh, all the time. And yeah, so if I, I mean, I guess CrossFit's a good example. Like when you're out on the competition floor, you're not going, it doesn't matter how determined you are out there on the floor. If you didn't put the work in the entire year before that, you know, you're not going to be successful. So, um, yeah, I think we're constantly kind of like building upon, I, I like the idea that like, you're never really staying in the same place. You're either moving forward or moving backward. Uh, and so we have an opportunity every day and in each moment, a decision can be made. You can choose the right decision or you can choose the decision that's going to keep you, you know, uh, in feeling sorry for yourself or, uh, feeling like a victim or, you know, just letting life happen to you, or you can, yeah, choose to be more positive and make a change or, you know, whatever that looks like. But yeah, I would agree that statement. So when you are, yeah, your nutrition is on point, it, it's transferring to other parts, then your training is on point and relationships and. Yeah, I think it just begins to change the way you think and give you value for the stuff that really matters and uh, create that discipline uh, throughout your whole life. What goes through your mind when you fail? Um, I look at it as a learning experience. I like that. Is it Michael Jordan? Is like you, I win or I fail or I, no, I, 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 <laughs> I win or I learn. <laughs> Not I win or I fail. Uh, yeah, you win or you learn. So I mean like nationals is a good example, right? Like I mentioned, I didn't do so great at the last weightlifting competition I did. Um, I learned a ton from that. Uh, I made one clean and jerk. I missed all my snatches. So I didn't even get a total. I, I don't know, you know, if you're listening and you're not familiar with the weightlifting world is just bad. So you have six attempts. I missed five of them. Um, but I feel like every time I stepped onto the platform, I learned something about myself. And even in like the warm up area, there's just so much like behind the scenes and like um, you don't know exactly when you're going to be up because people are shifting their entry totals and um, you know, the weight that they're going to do next. So you might be bumped down or up and you might have to be resting longer uh, or shorter periods of time. And so learning like what works for my body in terms of staying warm and taking warm up attempts, um, was a big one. Uh, how the bar felt on the platform and just like, and then, I mean, the whole mental side of stuff too. It's like, it's a little nerve wracking when you're thinking you get a spotlight on just you and everybody's watching you do a lift. Um, I mean, I'm a little more used to that with CrossFit, but it was still, I mean, there were still nerves there. So I would say in, in that sense of the word, like I was not successful at that competition, but um, I mean, and I wasn't happy about how it went, but I learned a lot. And so I don't really have any regrets from it. And so I think, um, I don't know, that's kind of how I deal or try to deal with failure. I'm not perfect with it, obviously, but. Yeah, well, definitely something that we, we could all work on, but that's something mm -hmm. I enjoy about doing these podcasts with like high level athletes is just, you guys seem to bounce back from and I wouldn't even call it a failure because you learned so mm -hmm. but let's call it failure you know you yeah. just bounce back from failure so quickly that it's like your body physically adapts really well but so <laughs> does your mind so yeah. yeah it's something I totally admire about you guys thank you yeah I think it maybe you know has to do with like 
the sport of CrossFit even trains you for that because, you know, if you have a bad event, you've got three more that day that you have to focus on now. And so you can either choose to remain in feeling bad for yourself or, you know, take a, take a few minutes to feel crappy. Like it's fine. Like everybody does that and you need that. You need to kind of grieve your performance or whatever happened. Uh, but, you know, I've seen both sides of the spectrum. Like some people move on and do fine. And then I've seen in other competitions, people get really upset about like a bad judgment call that their judge made or, you know, something that was even out of their control that happened and it made them do more poorly in the event. And if they stay upset about that then they do bad the whole rest of the weekend because yeah. they're still focused on that. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good skill to have, but if you can, if you can, uh, learn to adapt in that, feel bad for yourself for five minutes and then focus on what's next, you know, learn to put that to, in its proper place. Yeah. And as far as how you do anything is how you do everything. We could transfer that right into our life. Totally. Someone yeah. puts you off in a car and they, they cut me off and I'm back to my normal life. <laughs> yeah. You can choose to let it ruin your whole day, which is crazy. Just yeah. random five second thing like that, but it's super true. Yeah. Which is our <laughs> life now with social media, right? Mm -hmm. always gonna have people on there that are saying stuff and oh yeah just too to get locked into it yeah maybe in both directions right uh, you know you have someone that hates on you a little bit and that gets to you but at the same time maybe too many people are loving on you and that that gets to us a little bit so yeah you gotta fight against the ego i like that yeah so what are your thoughts on uh like nutrition and mindset how, how important is mindset in one's daily nutrition um, hmm. I guess I really never really thought about nutrition. I mean, I guess my nutrition has been pretty disciplined in terms of counting macros and stuff. So, uh, I mean, there, there's a high level of discipline there in measuring and weighing everything that goes into your body. Uh, so I guess in that aspect, as an athlete, I, you know, I still have the same mindset that I would in being a competitor or whatever. Um, I think for the average person, you don't really need to be that strict. I think, I, I think it's beneficial to weigh and measure your stuff for a while just to know um, what's going into your body. But I think also just enjoying your food and like allowing, I think with everything too, you need to like allow yourself to have a little bit of freedom. Like for me at least I thrive on, a little bit of spontaneity and not being so rigid and structured. So, uh, yeah, I love ice cream too. Yeah. Like it's okay to, it's okay. Like I, I eat ice like last, I mean, last night I ate a frozen pizza all by myself, yeah. <laughs> you know, it fit my macros, so it's fine. But, um, yeah, of, I, I guess going back to what I said before, finding what works for you. Um, I mean, having a positive mindset, I, it depends on your struggles too, right? Like if you really struggle with, you know, uh, sugar addiction or something, like you're going to need to be a little more uh, diligent about staying on top of, you know, not allowing yourself to even approach that stuff. Maybe once you get to the point where you can have a cup of ice cream and you're not, you know, that's like satisfactory, I think it's okay to allow yourself a little bit of freedom, but yeah. um, so not to just like stroke your good athletic ego, but um, <laughs> honestly, when I talk to high level athletes versus talking to like your average Joes, um, you guys are just dialed, man. Like 
you know, for, for you guys, nutrition and mindset is like, well, this is just what I do because I'm a high-level athlete. She, Sheila Barden is a good example. Do you know, mm-hmm. you know Sheila? Yeah, yeah no, Sheila. Um, you know, I was talking to Sheila once, and I was just like, you know, how, do you struggle with, you know, wanting to have some ice cream or this? And she said, when I'm in competition mindset and I'm, I'm on my way to a certain goal, it's not an issue at all. It's just mm-hmm. what I do because it's either I do it and I'd be the best that I can be, or I don't, and I'm not. And uh, most average Joes out there, which is why we're doing this podcast, um, are more along the lines of, no, I struggle really hard to not have ice cream every day. And it's a constant battle in my mind to not want to have all this stuff. And so um, I like it. I just love how dialed you guys are. Yeah, I think it, I think that's just the, you know, it shows the level of discipline that she's lived in for a long time. Like, kind of like I was saying, if you go long enough without ice cream, you're not going to crave it anymore. You know, so any, when, anytime you're learning a new discipline, the first couple of weeks are going to be really difficult. But then once, you know, you've established like, you know, I've been doing this for three months now. Why would I give up? You know, why would I ruin this now? Yeah. I think it's a lot easier. And, you know, Sheila sounds like she's a person with a lot of vision. Uh, I think that's another huge thing is having vision for where you're going. If I don't know where I'm going, like if I don't have a goal for my body, it's going to be a lot easier to um, sabotage it by eating a bag of chips or, you know, a bunch of ice cream because there's not really anything I'm working towards, you know, versus I know my goals. I want to make it back to the CrossFit Games and place, you know, in the top five or something. Yeah. Uh, ice cream is not really conducive to that. And so it's not a temptation anymore because I have vision for where I want to go. So I think that's another big one for me at least. But. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Um, so taking everything that you've done as far as a high level athlete and then giving advice to your average Joe, as mm-hmm. far as a winning mindset goes, um, what, what would you tell them? Um, it, it just in terms of just overall, just, yeah, just overall. So mentalities. I guess partly what's nice about this is that you coach, you, you, you know, you have your gym and you coach. So mm-hmm. um, as far as mindset goes, like what, what could you tell the average Joe that's just trying to be fit, trying to be mm-hmm. healthy, have that longevity, what kind of mind in general do they need to have? What kind of mindset? Um, yeah, I think, I think a positive, like positivity is the biggest one. Uh, and that's, that's what I see the, um, I mean, I see a lot of fruit from that. The people that are positive and can celebrate what they've done um, makes a huge difference versus the people who are never satisfied. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, I haven't lost this weight yet. Or I know, you know, I got beat by this person or I feel like I could have gone faster. It's like, well, it's in the past. And like you did, you know, you did you give your best effort? Like if you did, then that's all we need. Um, I, th- I think there's, you know, everybody's on, you know, there's different sides of the spectrum, but there's people I think in general who are really into CrossFit, but don't have aspirations to compete, tend to take themselves a little too seriously and beat themselves up. And, and that's kind of like what I'm saying and what I was saying earlier about having vision of like, know where you want to go. Cause if you're not training to go to the CrossFit games, like go enjoy, have a beer with your friends or something like it's not the end of the world and you need to be able to enjoy your life. You're doing CrossFit so you can enjoy your life. Yeah. Uh, and you're not going to, you know, if you can do everything in moderation, then that's okay. And just and know the vision that you have. I want to be able to run a sub six mile and deadlift 
400 pounds or something. I don't know. Um, That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? And then I get, yeah, on the other side of the spectrum, I guess people who don't take themselves seriously enough and who are kind of just coasting. Um, I, I mean, if you're, if you're happy with her yet, then that's great. But I think um, the thing that keeps coming back to mind is, is having vision for your life, you know, know where you want to go. Um, and then I think it's easier to make a plan for how to get there. Uh, and yeah, that's really all I ask my athletes is that they, they put their best effort forward and, um, you know, try hard, I guess. I don't know. Try hard. So have, have vision and try, try to reach that vision. Yeah. Vision and effort, I guess, if, you are, if I were to boil it down. Vision and effort. And don't take yourself too seriously. Vision, effort, and don't take yourself too seriously. I like that. Mm -hmm. what's, uh, what's your vision for the next couple of years? Uh, I'm in a process of figuring it out still right now. So 20, 2017, I guess the 2018 season, the vision was make it back to the games and do better than I did last year. Yeah. Uh, and so I spent an entire year in a garage by myself. Not, I mean, mostly by myself. I was doing my own program. Nobody was around there to cheer me on. My brothers would work out with me sometimes, but um, for the most part, it was in a dark garage by myself training six hours a day and, you know, working my entire life around that one goal. Um, and I burned out pretty bad. Um, I'd say I'm just kind of the last couple months getting my passion back from that and opening the gym was good with that, having a different outlet to pour into. So now, I mean, I feel like, uh, vision for my life is expanding. Um, if kind of the tentative idea is I'd like to do another weightlifting competition, um, just to not go out on the note that I <laughs> finished on last time. Yeah. Um, and in terms of that, I'll evaluate after to see where my passions are at with CrossFit. Uh, it very much depends on how the season goes. Um, just watch the 2019 season, how the games look. If it's something that still run well, I'll, you know, might, might make another push to do that again. Uh, teams kind of seems more appealing now since it's, that's kind of the more competitive side of stuff. Um, but that it's kind of like a waiting and seeing kind of thing. And so right now I'm just kind of maintaining still training, but also enjoying my life, which is something I feel like I need to do after yeah. seven years of training really hard. So I live in a beautiful place. So the goal this summer is to go backpacking and hiking and travel a little bit um, and kind of refresh in that way without losing my fitness. Um, and then, yeah, just in other non-athletic things like, growing the gym into a successful business. Uh, I would like to, um, I mean, there's kind of, there's kind of other things in terms of uh, faith and ministry kind of stuff. I led worship for five or six years. So I'd like to get more into music production at some point. That would probably be after I retire as an athlete, but um, yeah, there's kind of a lot of kind of ethereal conceptual stuff out here and I'm kind of working now and dialing it into something real and creating a timeline for what all that looks like. Um. So you mentioned some burnout when you were working, you know, in mm -hmm. your garage, and then you mentioned taking some time, getting out in nature. Um, what do you think caused your burnout? Um, I think it was just the intensity of, uh, for me at least, I, I do better. Well, I wouldn't say I do better. The, the 2018 season was really good for me. Um, 
but I, it was very intense in terms of I was only doing one thing and uh, I was starting to get tired of that one thing. So, and I think a lot of millennials are like that, right? Like we need, or I mean, we phones and social media and stuff has trained our attention span to be like all over the place. Uh, and so I, I do better when I have multiple things to do, I yeah. think, and not just one uh, thing I'm focusing on. I could focus for a while on one thing like I did for, for a year. Um, but I, there, were, there was something missing from my life. I wasn't pouring into other people. Um, you know, I was only focused on myself. And so that just felt unhealthy. Um, yeah. And so I think that's kind of what, what caused that. And I feel like, you know, now, like with the gym being open, having an outlet to help other people and stuff, um, has helped with that. Uh, what else? What was the question again? What caused my burnout? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. No, you're good. Yeah. I, mean, I, I kind of brought in the other part, which you said you're going to get out this, this summer and just enjoy. Yeah. 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 So that, I mean, that, that's part of it is just taking the, the pressure off um, and just doing something where there's not like a competitive aspect to it. You know, there's, the stakes aren't high. You're just out and living your life. Um, I haven't really done that in, I would say, five or six years. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a huge passion. I love being in the mountains and um, just, I don't know, there's, there's something therapeutic about it for me. Um, so absolutely, felt like it was needed this year. Yeah. <clears throat> I've never been a high-level athlete. Um, I don't know if I have anything that I'm actually, like, even moderately good at, but it's okay. Cause I'm, I'm sure you do decently good at many things. Um, it's amazing to me watching pregnant athletes, like where people that were, were really good athletes and then they get pregnant, but how quickly they kind of get back to it or even retired yeah. people that go, Hey, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to retire as an athlete, but then all of a sudden they're better than they were when they were an athlete. <laughs> you know, it's probably because they relaxed a little bit, you know, it could be. Yeah, for sure. There's something about your mind and just not being high strung all the time. That yes. It's very important. Yeah. There, there needs to be a, there needs to be an ebb and flow of rest and work in life. And I think I'm, I'm figuring that out now. Um, and honestly, I feel like that's what, like you're asking what my maxes were, um, earlier. I think that was a huge thing. Um, was just allowing my body a little bit of time to rest. So we brought the volume down a little bit after the games and just having those couple months, I mean, it's still working out, but allowing your body to really recover. I added like what, uh, at least 25 pounds to my deadlift, yeah, that's huge. 25 pounds to my snatch. I think, I don't even remember how much I was clean and jerking at least 25, 30, maybe 35 pounds to my clean and jerk. Um, and so, I mean, that was a result of work, but also just allowing our body to kind of recover and repair and rest. And I mean, the mental side of it too. So yeah, it's huge. I think we underestimate that in our culture, at least. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Something that I coach our athletes to is just um, wake up and uh, don't look at your phone. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, the first thing we do is look at our Instagram and Oh, but he, you know, he deadlifted this or he, he clean and jerked this or he did Fran in this time. Well, I'm starting off my morning comparing myself to others. That's, that's not a good way to do yeah. it. Really and already be. stressed out from the very beginning yeah. of your day. Yeah. yeah. Start our day by cooking some eggs and sitting down and relaxing a little bit. I think we could all 
have a, a longer, healthier life. So yeah. I think that's really cool that that's a, a focus that you have right now. Mm -hmm. I, I expect good things from you in the future. No, thanks. <laughs> um, so we're not here for me to tell you my goals for you, but um, I would love to see you do another weightlifting meet and uh, for you to feel really good about it. I'd mm -hmm. love to see you hit five for six. And, cool. Um, I'd, I'd love to see you back at the games, but I mean, obviously all just hinging on your own personal goals. Um, I just love to see your mentality around things. I love to see your, your positive mental attitude around things and just how you treat uh, both sports and um, how you treat others. I think it's something that's definitely inspirational and uh, not like Motivation Monday inspirational, like actually inspirational. That's awesome. I appreciate that. That's what I try to try to not be that. Um, yeah. Motivation Monday kind of person. Yeah. Inspires yeah. <laughs> yeah. real and people. So I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Well, um, I appreciate it. I know this wasn't a super long podcast, but I know you got some stuff to, to get to today and I definitely don't want to take up your time because I just really appreciate you coming on and, and talking with us. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure. So um, we uh, would love to, I say we, but it's me, but I try to have the we mindset. <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to have you back and, and maybe hit on some different topics in the future. Sure. Yeah. So, I'm down. Right. Cody, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Have a good day. You too.